0: Welcome to the Chrome Show, GigaOms Weekly Podcast, where we talk about all things Chrome. Chromebooks, Chrome browsers, Chrome extensions. Uh, Jan Kurek is here for Gigaom. With me, as always, is our resident Chrome expert, Kevin C. Tofu, who has one eye on a soccer match right now. I,
1: I shouldn't, but I do. Uh, yes, it's the Capital One Cup semifinals. My Liverpool lads against Chelsea, and we're, we're losing, so I'm not even going to turn my head anymore.
0: Okay, well... Let's see if we have some get better news for the show this week. Yeah, that sounds good. And, and it looks like actually the first topic when you put that in there, I was a little bit, a little bit of a head scratcher for me because <laughs> it's, we don't usually talk a whole lot about enterprise appliances on the show. It's not really a, a Chrome staple in a way, but in a way this affects now people who work
1: in bigger companies on Chromebooks. Is that right? That's correct. And I threw this in there uh, mainly because there was not a lot of hardware news this week for Chrome uh, outside of this one particular news item that I found. And it's interesting because we so often talk about Chromebook use for consumers. And we've talked so much about Chromebooks in the classroom. We don't talk about it in the enterprise. And this is squarely an enterprise product that tells you, you know what, some companies are ready to use Chromebooks in the enterprise. And this one is Dell. Dell has announced just today, in fact, uh, a new version of what it's called the, I think it's K-A-C-E, Case Case K1000 Systems Management Appliance, which looks to me, not that I'm an expert in enterprise these days since I've been out of it for for about eight years, looks to me like this is a server-based tool that enterprises would use to help manage uh, device rollouts and manage the users and the apps on the devices and so on. And in this particular case, this uh, Case K1000 version 6.3 According to Dell, features first-to-market systems management support of Chromebooks, along with seamless integration of inventory integrated directly into asset management reporting and service desk capabilities. So clearly, this is not for you, this is not for me, but this is for companies that would, you know, deploy Chromebooks across their enterprise and be able to manage them. Now... Granted, Google has its own uh, Chrome OS management tools available to people in the enterprise. So my guess is this is this either supplements it or works in tandem with it. Um, and what happens is uh, people who use this in the enterprise can uh, actually perform day-to-day management tasks like hardware inventory, various reporting, and service desk-type functions. I actually used to do all that way back in the day with Windows laptops. So I can understand uh, using tools such as this to help manage enterprise Inventory and so on. So, you know, this is not cheap either. I think this is around a $9,000 quote unquote computer appliance. But again, it tells me that Dell is, which is no stranger to Chromebooks, They're, they have Chromebooks for education. They are looking to support these in the enterprise. And I, you know, I think that's more semi bad news for a Microsoft.
0: I, th- I thought it was interesting. I looked at the press release, and there seems to be an emphasis also on bring your own device type of scenarios where people maybe. Maybe not the whole company switches to Chromebooks. Maybe maybe a department uses a couple or maybe even people bring some from home to do some of their work and it still kind of helps to do some of that management even if people have a second computer or, or bring their own computer or decide to buy. Maybe they have um, more, more freedom then to decide what they want to spend their money on actually when, when it's about time to get a new computer for, for their workplace.
1: That's, that's so it's actually, interesting. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I was, uh, was BOD bring your own device before BYOD was cool. Uh, When I worked in Fortune 100 companies in IT, I almost always had my own personal device. Uh, This goes back to the early 2000s, PDAs, then the first smartphones, then my own laptop and so on. So that's actually a good point. And I don't know if this really works with BYOD, but um, certainly if you're bringing a Chromebook into the enterprise, uh, this is definitely a tool to help the IT department with that.
0: Yeah, and... uh... I guess I guess that speaks also to just the variety of devices that people really do want to use, and mm-hmm. that people want to have maybe a third alternative to Windows, which used to be the big platform for enterprises for a long time. And then Macintosh, I guess, is making headways in a way because people, companies, just couldn't ignore that people want to work on Macs, mm-hmm. and now maybe they're at the point where they start to have to accept that people also want to use Chromebooks. Mm-hmm. Absolutely interesting it's a it's an interesting find i haven't seen that anywhere else to be honest um aside from that we have a couple of we don't have a whole lot of hardware news this or i don't think any hardware news (laughs) really this week Uh, well a little bit maybe down down, further down but um when it comes to chrome anyway there's there's like the update cycle for software uh, uh, brought us to a new major version in a way right and which is
1: chrome 40 for chrome os Right, this is the uh, Chrome OS stable channel that was just updated also today, the day we're recording this show. Um, again, boy, I wish Google would do a better job at explaining what's in these Chrome releases, but unfortunately, they just kind of point you to the the, the Chrome tracker, and uh, you got to dig and you know find information in there. But what they did say was, uh, for those of you who are on Chrome OS, if you update today to the stable channel. Uh, or, or update your stable channel you'll get the default wallpaper which is now uh, a material design look which is very nice it's actually been on the nexus tablets for quite some time ever since android 5.0 so you will kind of have a matching wallpaper uh default wallpaper that is if you have custom wallpapers those will get synced across your chrome os devices and uh something about the emoji palette uh you can now quickly access emojis which i don't know i'm not a big emoji guy uh on chrome or anything else how about you Yanko? Uh, we, we're just old guys. We were, just, <laughs> just, we're, just, we're just old guys. Let's face
0: the truth. We're too old for this stuff. Yeah. Uh, was but kids and yeah, their it's, emojis. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's interesting because we don't really know what, what else is in there unless we go through this long list. I actually took a list I took a quick, brief look at it, but it's kind of hard to make sense of a lot of those things because a lot of it obviously is fixing bugs and yeah. doing some minor revisions and, and so forth. So they just highlighted these three things. But I guess um, if people are really new to Chrome devices, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe that's worth to just point out. How do you even get updates, Kevin?
1: Well, it should actually happen automatically for you. But if you go into Chrome and the Chrome settings, um, and I think it's the Help About. I'm actually not on my Chromebook right now. Uh, If you go to Help and About Chrome OS, you can see what your version is, what channel you're on. There are three channels, the developer channel, the beta channel, and the stable channel and uh, there's a button there that, well, not even a button. It will just say checking for updates when you go in there. So uh, it is available. If you go into this particular section, you should get the update today. Google typically rolls this out you know, in, in a stages, so it may not show up right this second, but hopefully you already have it, which would be really nice. And as far as uh, those other channels, the dev and the beta channel, stable actually gets updated about every six weeks. Dev can be updated every day. Uh, beta channels usually every two weeks or so and even though we don't know exactly everything that's in the stable channel now if you look to the dev channel and the beta channel and see new features added to those those are eventually what get rolled into the stable channel after testing and and so on so uh, some of the items that we've been maybe using as experimental features may just appear there in chrome os stable now
0: and that's obviously the same for Chrome, the browser, on hmm. other versions, which have the same kind of uh, versioning in a way, and there was an update for for one of those as well. This just today, I guess. Uh, no, wait, that's is that a little older already? Oh, that was last week. It Never was mind. That right, was it was right after last. the last show. Wednesday, So a few days older, but Chrome for Android just got an update. It did. What, what's
1: new for that? So it also has version 40. So you're getting the latest version of Chrome for Android there. And it follows by one or two days Chrome for iOS, which I know we talked about in the last show, because that added some new handoff features between uh, Chrome on your desktop on the Mac and iPads and iPhones and such. Uh, again, not much here that Google has said is in Chrome for Android. It did get updated. It should... You should already have it if you use Chrome for Android on a, on a phone or a tablet these days. Uh, but OMG Chrome actually did find a couple new features, and one of them stood out for me. I really like this new tablet feature. If you just long press the close button icon on any tab, you'll get a new prompt that says close all tabs in one tab. So if you have about eight tabs open and you just want to close them all in Chrome for Android and you're on a tablet, just long press that X or close button on any t- any tab, and you'll get the prompt to close all the tabs. <coughs>
0: And that should obviously also help with uh, having this run under uh, Android 5.0, where you don't always have the tabs next to each other, but you have them in this uh, interesting history, which which I know you don't like that much.
1: No, and I know we talked about in in a prior show how you can actually group those together in the Android browser in uh, Android 5.0, I'm sorry, the Chrome browser in Lollipop. You can group them all together, or you can have individual tabs as you scroll through uh, in that in that task mode type of view. Yeah, I like them just to be bundled. I don't like all those windows, you know, but again, I'm old, so what do I know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> all those windows, all those emojis, uh, it's just getting too confusing, can't, right? I can't
1: keep up with the kids these days. <laughs> all right.
0: Um, well, the other thing that, that that is interesting about, well, I don't know if it's interesting, but just to the point of Google Maybe they could sell these things a little better. When you look at the official updates, it just again says it has a number of bug fixes and performance improvements. (laughs) And I like how they dress it up with an exclamation mark just to make it sound really good. It's important. Everybody likes when things get better. That's right. right. They never ever get worse. In any case, um, they do actually get better for Android developers who use Chrome OS. Or could get better, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think it will get better. And it's not just developers. It's even people like me. This is where I fit in with the cool kids for a change, who like to flash their Android devices, putting uh, new custom ROMs or new software on an Android device. You need tools to do that, server-type tools, and typically you need the Android SDK installed. Uh, But what... Chrome. I'm sorry, what Google is working on for Chrome OS is putting in support for the ADB, or what is called Android Debug Bridge, and also the Fastboot tool. These are tools that you use when you hardwire connect a... Android phone to a computer. You then have full command of the Android phone. Um, you can do terminal commands to reboot the phone, flash the recovery drive, and so on. Uh, unlock the, the bootloader, for example, so that way you can make major changes to the phone. You haven't been able to do that on a Chromebook, and you still can't, but it looks like they're getting closer because there is some uh, talk of Google doing this in Google's uh, Chromium Tra- bug tracker. So that is a promising sign. And it actually goes back to something we talked about way back in July. Uh, we had said, hey, if you want to build Chrome or Android apps from a Chromebook, now you can. There was a new tool that Google introduced, and I'm going to get the name of it wrong, so let me just look it up real quick. I think it is the Chrome. What is it? It's not. Eh, bear with me. It's loading. It's loading. The Chrome Dev Editor. That's what it was. Now I remember. So you have a code editor where you could create. Uh, apps using HTML, JavaScript, CSS, and so on, but you couldn't really get them to your Android phone. If you have these tools, you actually would be able to do that. So uh, there's a lot of potential here for tinkering with an Android phone directly from a Chromebook, and I think that's really exciting because it's not something we could do for so long now.
0: And to point out, um, from my perspective, I don't usually tinker with my phones all that much, Mm -hmm. but I do use ADB to sideload apps on other Android devices, like Android TV. Mm -hmm. So any Android device that you have running where you want to do some, something else to it than like some developer type of applications to it or sideload things, have access to, the, to, yeah, things like that. You need ADB, and you can use it either by plugging it in or by also over the local network by just putting ADB and the IP address on your local network. And so that would be great if I can use that from my Chromebook in the future as well. Um, all right. Uh, And I know uh, one more promising feature coming that you are particularly excited about. (laughs) Um, The virtual keyboard. We have, you're very excited about the virtual keyboard on. Uh, Chrome OS, and I don't think you use it all that much, but you see a yeah. lot of potential for something else in it, right?
1: Well, yeah, I've, I've long hoped that we would see a Chrome tablet, and to do that, you probably would need a, a solid software keyboard, which Chrome OS actually does have. And Google's been working hard on that for a long time, uh, I would say well over a year, and there is actually a software keyboard that you can use. Uh, but our friends over at Chrome Story noticed a, one of those experimental flags That it's it doesn't do anything just yet, (laughs) but what it looks like it's going to do is add a swipe-like keyboard entry input or input entry uh, or a gesture-based input entry to that software keyboard. The flag is enable-gesture typing. Unfortunately, it doesn't do anything yet. You're probably not going to see it in stable or beta. You may not even see it in dev yet. Um, This is basically in the Google commit logs, something that Google is working on behind the scenes. So it's... We say it might be coming. This is more of a long shot right now than anything, because the only evidence we have is the existence of a flag that does nothing. So hopefully we will see that. Because I do like to uh, to do the gesture swiping on my on my Android phone. It would be nice to do on a on a tablet.
0: For sure, uh, but it's a little bit of reading in the tea leaves, I guess. It is. Uh, in any case, uh, let's move on then and and see what else we have this week. I think. Uh, once again, this is the point of the show where I talk about Chromecast, another Chrome device. And there was no hard Chromecast news this week either, but there was some tangential news. And one of them is, I think we talked about that actually all the way back in uh, December, early December, end of November. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found back then that Walmart was working on its own uh, streaming dongle called Voodoo Spark. And it kind of looked very much like Chromecast. Um, an HDMI dongle that you plug into your TV. And from what I could gather back then was that the difference would be, though, that it wasn't working like Chromecast, it wasn't controlled from your phone, but it came with a remote control. And also it looked like, and i all gathered that from an FCC application, actually, that this would only run one single application, which, which is Voodoo. It's Walmart's video streaming service. And everybody at that time said, that can't be. Why would you just run one application and we're going to buy it? Well, Walmart... Things apparently people will buy it because that's what they just released and actually apparently have been selling in stores for a little while without officially announcing it. The Voodoo Sparks, a $25 streaming stick, I found it on the Voodoo website and then I got official confirmation from Walmart this week. Um, So it only costs $25, it only offers access to Voodoo and nothing else, no Netflix, no YouTube. Um, and they also give some sort of pricing incentive. So every month you use it, you get another five bucks for up to $25 to spend on movies on this voodoo streaming store. So if you use that and if you spend your money wisely, find the right movies that cost just five bucks, I guess, then this thing is essentially free, um, which I have been expecting long that they would just more or less give those away in order to get people who ha- don't have a Chromecast yet right. to sign up for this and, and use this instead. Makes sense. Uh, um, so that's that's the news from, from Walmart, uh, except there's one more item coming, uh, which is uh, Walmart is also among the first stores who is, who, that are going to sell the uh, Nexus player, rather. The Nexus Player is an Android TV device, another streaming box based on Android, but it also comes with Google Cast capabilities, which means so you can use it just like a Chromecast. It runs web apps and you can control it from your phone or from your browser. And uh, when Google introduced this uh, late last year, they were only selling it through the Play Store, but now you can go into the store, you can go to Walmart. You can go to uh, Best Buy, I think, and they're selling in a couple of online stores as well, Amazon and Staples and so forth. So they're, it's the first step to get uh, Android TV... Uh, get get people to buy a Android TV, I guess, get it to become more popular. We're going to see a lot more additional devices from that in the future. It'll be interesting to see how that impacts if people are going to cast more or maybe less because then they have a UI on their TV. I know you were interested in this device.
1: I, I was, yep. And, and in fact, once you had, had broken the news, I went to Amazon thinking they'll probably have the best price I don't quite see it there yet, um, so I don't have a price on it. I only see the the Nexus Player gamepad from that Asus makes that that game controller. Um, yeah,
0: I know, I know. I, I couldn't find it there either. Newegg, I you know, is selling it, and I think the price so far has been pretty much the same everywhere. And hundred bucks uh, then. Arena, Arena posted that apparently at his Walmart they were putting it out early, and they're saying uh it was as a discount but it was 99.97 or 95 or something like that so it was a three cent discount yeah uh which doesn't really get you very far
1: no i'll hold out for a little bit bigger of a discount i think (laughs) all right
0: sounds good um what else do we have this week oh
1: public uh, service announcement
0: Public service announcements. If we don't have hard news, we at least want to save you some money or uh, get you some additional stuff for free, I guess.
1: Right. And we want to save you more than three cents. So uh, we're, run- we're running out of time to do so because I don't know if people recall this, but Google had said, hey, if you buy a Chromebook this holiday season, and I said this back in December, uh, you'll get a one terabyte of Google Drive storage for, I believe, two years. Um, the problem is it's uh, almost the end of January and that deal expires January 31st. So what that means is if you bought a Chromebook and didn't uh, turn that offer in or apply that offer, you better do it now because you're going to lose the terabyte and you're just going to get the traditional amount of storage. Uh, if you're just 20 gigabytes uh, or something like that, right? Oh, this it's usually 100, maybe 200, depends.
0: Oh, I see. It's... So it was 100 the like... yeah, oh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah.
1: But I mean, I would love to have that. Well, I love my terabyte. I'll tell you that, even though I only use about 4% of it. Uh, so also, if you're interested in getting a Chromebook, and I've said in the past, man, eh, now's not the best time. If I didn't convince you that now's not a good time, then go get one and get your terabyte. <laughs>
0: Get, get it now. Get,
1: hey, there's mixed some mixed
0: messages, Kevin. You know, mixed but,
1: messages. Well, it could sway some people. You know, maybe they say, you know, I don't need to wait for those Broadwell-powered uh, Chromebooks that we know are coming. I can get one now. that's pretty darn good. Save some money and get a terabyte of storage. So, you know, that's a pretty good trade-off. That's that's one I'd actually that's consider. True. So that's true. Yeah.
0: Are these tied to devices? If I was going to buy one and then resell it, can I keep the t- terabyte or? It's, oh, right.
1: it's tied to your ID, your Google ID, your your account. Oh, okay. So so you can actually take advantage of the 1 terabyte and then you could sell that Chromebook or you know in my case a Pixel, but the person who bought that Chromebook from you or from me isn't going to get free storage at that point. It's it's a one-time thing per device and it is tied to your Google account.
0: All right. So I guess the best solution is keep the Chromebook Sign up for the terabyte and do it quickly.
1: (laughs) Well, you often see this. A lot of times when people sell Chromebooks uh, to third parties or other individuals, uh, the first thing people ask is, did you redeem the the drive offer? And that's a valid Mm, question. And unfortunately, you're kind of relying on that person to be honest to say, you know, Yes or no? Because if they say no, I didn't, and they sell you the Chromebook, and you don't get it, well, you kind of got the shaft. So, uh, and right now,
0: I think if I remember it correctly, Google charges ten dollars for a terabyte per month. Per month, that's uh, So that I t- That's correct. Two hundred forty dollars potentially. Over two. In years. that time, in that time, Google may reduce the price, but. Um, or they could,
1: they could even extend the, the offers, you know. I mean, I've read actually that some people have said, oh, my my storage is expiring. And for some reason, they got a, an offer and got like another 200 gig the next day. So I don't, I, you know, officially it expires and that's it. I wouldn't count on anything. But I've heard some stories of people getting extra extra time on that storage. All right. Well, make use of it while
0: you can, I guess. There you go. And with that, we almost at the end of the show. I know it wasn't... A very heavy news week this week. We're, we're trying to find stuff, but sometimes just not a whole lot of things are going on. And uh, if you want to, if you want to hear us talk about things that are not news, and if you have any questions, the best way is to just like send us some and or tell us your stories about Chrome. But before we get to how to get in touch with us, our staple of which is the app or extension of the week. And this week, actually, it comes from Biz, which is our. Uh, I think she's now the assistant managing editor at GigaM. Mm-hmm. If I, I hope I got that. I think that's right. Correct. Mm-hmm. She's gonna edit this story, so she might like. <laughs> ah, she will find out. Yeah. <laughs> in any case, she she found this. I think it's got also got written up in a couple of on a couple of blogs over the last couple of days. It's a extension that's called Stream Streamers. Stream us, I guess. Stream us. Is that how you would pronounce it? Yes, stream us us is how I would say. Stream us. Stream us. All right. It's basically a little um, music player for YouTube that just takes music videos um, and plays them without displaying the video. So you can search for anything that, that you have in mind. As you would do on a paid music service like Spotify, just search for your favorite songs then uh, you can play them right away or you can add them to uh, a queue or a a playlist. And you can even, I think, save those streams, Mm -hmm. which at that point you may violate YouTube's terms of service. Which we don't risks. We don't advocate that at all. and Plus, you kind of don't even need to, right? Because why would you save it if you can access it anyway all the time? Mm -hmm. Now this whole thing is sort of competing with YouTube's own music service, so I don't know how long it will last. But it's pretty nice. It's uh, a Chrome extension uh, that sits in your in your in your bar bookmark bar, and you can access it easily. It's very clean, very nicely done.
1: Mm-hmm. So go give it a try. I'm not a big YouTube music listener. I, I use Google Play All Access and such, but I will probably add this just to give it a, a test drive.
0: It's a. Uh, I, I also use an other service, I use audio, but every now and then you run, even with these paid music services you run into a situation where some tracks are just not available or some live versions or something, or obscure right. cover. Some artists haven't made it available. I know. We all like Taylor Swift. Right? <laughs> Shake it <laughs> off, baby. Shake it off. <laughs> exactly. Uh, in any case, so for for Taylor Swift and others stream us maybe a good good use case. Sounds good. If you want to, you know, listen to some music while you do your emojis and. um, (laughs) (laughs) And read your Android phone from a Chromebook. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, And with that, I think if people want to get in touch with us, Kevin, how do they do that?
1: Uh, that's pretty easy to do. They could uh, reach me on Twitter or Google+, Plus under my real name of Kevin C. Tofel. They can leave a question or a comment right in the SoundCloud embed. I know we had one uh, that we answered last week. That's a good way to get in touch with us. Or they can leave a comment right in the show notes for this podcast post on com. If they want to reach you, Yanko, how can they do that?
0: Pretty much the same way. Uh, I'm also active on Twitter and on Google+. Plus. Just Google for Janko Redgers and you're going to find it. And if that's too hard... Now, my name is not the easiest to pronounce <laughs> All right, decipher, however you would say. Uh, you can always go to com, find the show notes to this episode. And if you don't know where they are, you just go to com slash podcast and you find the la- latest, latest episode. There's also a list of previous episodes of this show. And we have a couple of other fine shows that our colleagues are doing over there, like the Internet of Things show that Kevin is actually involved with as well. I am. So you, you should check those out as well. And uh, with that... Kevin is now going back to his soccer match. How's it how's it going over there?
1: We're we're still losing. So.
0: Ah, still losing. Well, there's time left. A little bit. In any case, in any case, next week we're going to tell you all about that and hopefully about more chrome news. So stay tuned and thanks for listening.